Is it really that hard to rent in Melbourne? Bloody tune your ears, because you're about to find out. Welcome back to the Sharehouse Podcast, another bi-weekly episode with myself, Joel Harris, and themselves, Mikey D. How you doing? I feel fantastic, and not because I'm happy in my own heart. You're happy because <laughs> you have... Can I announce it? Yeah, you can announce it. Go ahead, go ahead. Joel Harris bought a home! I didn't buy a home. <laughs> I did no such thing. I am now renting renting a new home. Oh, I guess <laughs> disappointing by now. I think I can buy a home in this economy, bro. What are you well, talking about? Well, not in this about? economy, mate. Eh? Yeah, yeah. So, I guess that's kind of a life update. I don't know if you want to sting that at all, or if we just keep calling it a life update. Oh, yeah, right. You don't know what you don't know until you're updated on life. That was good. That's short. I'm snappy. excited to make that. <laughs> I'll send you a little excerpt. That that's cool. Thanks, man. Um, yes. So the the home I was talking about a couple weeks ago in the last Joel and Mikey episode. Play the um, flashback. That's the thing. You got to really take opportunities when you see them. Like there was a house that I really really liked. Um, and I talked to the agent afterwards and he, we kind of like, he was like, yeah, yeah, apply by the end of the week. We'll review it over the week. And I was like, sick. <laughs> yeah. So I was really, really gunning for that home and I was really afraid it wasn't going to happen. But then it happened. Mm. It, I was very, very lucky, it seems. But I guess it goes to show that if you put in the effort with the real estate, um, it can it can go a long way. Because realistically, the owner of the home that is being rented out is in charge they have the final yes or no say on who moves in and right, right, all right, the right. information they really have is what the real estate gives them so if you're in good with the real estate they'll sing your praises and the owner doesn't know anything about you apart from what the yeah, real estate says gotcha so that there's a good tip you always got to be nice you kind of got to make yourself a bit memorable and engage in conversation but it is hard because lots of people are doing that yeah but um, you know what not a lot of people know how to be genuinely friendly. Yeah. And that's that's a life lesson that... I don't, you know what? I was going to say you can learn it. I feel like some people just don't have it. <laughs> some people are just hey. naturally a bit cold. Just be kind, be curious is what you say, right? Put it there. That's the end of the show. <laughs> <laughs> but no, yeah, I got really lucky in the fact that the inspection agent... Was, like, I managed to follow mm. him around for most of the day just because he was at other inspections that I was attending. Yeah. So, may, maybe even that's a strat. I want to sing your praises real quick because I went to the house before you got the keys for it. Yeah. And we are just sussing about. Very exciting. Very high ceiling home. And there was an estate agent in there. And lovely group of people that Joel dealt with on the phone. This person just wasn't giving much. And I thought, wow, Joel's done so well to be so kind to these people because they don't give you a lot to work with. <laughs> and it was tough. She just didn't want a bar of us. I was shocked. Yeah. Oh, it depends. I mean, she was doing the condition report. So you, you don't know who they've got out on the field. But yeah, that, I guess it is. You do get a lot of inspection agents who, yeah, they don't give you much. And no. you've really got to kind of not like kind of force yourself into conversation with them. But I don't know, just tunneling away, I guess. You've got to really grease those grease balls up. Yeah. Yeah. Without like, I don't know. Can you get evicted if, from your home if they find out that I'm trash talking them? Or is it okay? I don't think so. <laughs> Maybe I'll do all the trash. 
trash talk on your behalf. We're not naming names. We're not. Yeah. We're not naming real estate. You don't know where I live. Um, hopefully. But they were really. Uh, yeah, they were tough. She was a tough cookie. She was not uh, wanting. She didn't say anything mean. But geez, there wasn't a lot of love. But yeah, there wasn't a lot of love, you especially gotta, for a guy moving into his new home. It was a very exciting moment. <laughs> he brought his friends along. <laughs> I was so excited to show it up. It's very cool. Um, One of Joel's housemates is living in what I can only assume is the lounge room, and the space is ginormous. It's actually ridiculous. Like I could have fought for that room, but I'm just like that is so much mm. space. I would not know what to do with it. I am so excited to see what they do with it but there's enough space that you could put two king size beds at either end of the room and still not fill it out in its entirety yeah. even there's still a space in between the beds well he's doing well he's um getting a piano moved in there as we record this episode a real piano or a keyboard no a real piano he's, wow. he had to get like real piano movers to go to the cbd and get that <laughs> piano down from the 20th floor into a truck oh my god to then ship off to our home wow um but it's all it's all part of that's kind of like he doesn't drive and it's part of like the expenses for him in moving because he has to hire movers. Yeah. He has to get proper people to move his piano. And that's all things to keep in mind too when you're moving. Mm. Um, moving just sucks. It doesn't matter who you are. Moving sucks. It's tough. And I've just gotten to the other side of it. And it's like, oh, what a f- relief, man. Yeah, for real. Oh my you God. You did a great job and I'm proud of you. Thank I think you. if we can give any more tips on how to grease up these real estate agents, I think buy them some VO5 hair gel. You <laughs> you could uh, get them. What, what's some things that a they gallon need? of oil? A g- <laughs> just grease. What are scumbags like? What's a good gift for um, a truffles? Truffles? Was truffles? Well, truffles like fancy fancy people food. True. I'm trying to think. What what, what do they need? Maybe like a linen suit cleaner. Like no, I got nothing here. I really um, thought I was going to nail this bit about gifts for scumbag real estate agents, but I actually don't know what people with no souls have. I guess the, the answer to the question we asked at the start, I think it will always be hard to rent in Melbourne. Mm. It's all, even now moving into the home, I want to savor every last second because I'm falling in love with it so quickly. Yeah. But it's also like at the end of the yeah. 12 months, maybe they'll want family to move in. You yeah, they gone. might want us out for whatever reason. And it's like... Now I got to move yeah. again. It's just- I was thinking about this actually. Let's say get to adult stages and you're 35 with children. You're renting. That's a scary idea that you've got to move your children around based on the whim of someone else. Is there not an opportunity to sign on for more than a year? Is that a possibility? Yeah, I have it in my mind that if we really love this 12 months of renting and they don't raise the rent, if at all, too much after that and they want us to say we would suggest maybe an 18 month contract sure, gotcha. I've got some close friends who really love where they're living and they just sign on to an 18 month okay. because they're like we want to lock in this rent price for longer to yeah, just kind of avoid cool. that but also have the security of okay we're here for the next 18 months and I think you could do 24 uh, it's more like 6, 12 or 18 were the options Bizarre. but hey yeah that's fair enough weird it's best be terrifying as a parent to be bouncing around yeah. homes in rentals. Oh, dude, I had an auntie who they would move every year. Wow. Her and the three kids, yeah. Especially when you get to an age... I'm already starting to realize it now. You get to a certain age where you start accruing so many different items. And it's not yeah. out of hoarding or being greedy. You're just living longer. And every year, you're going to buy something. And before you know it, you've got, in my case, 10 pairs of shoes. Because I'm not trashing my shoes. <laughs> and, and so... 
I'm just accruing shoes because my foot size hasn't changed since I was 16. Yeah. So now yeah, I've just yeah, got yeah. a lot of shoes. It's ludicrous. See, I thought I had everything I needed to live in a share home, but I've yeah. just bought a bunch more things too. Like but what? Rattle them off. I've also thrown a bunch out. Most, I mean, we got a washing machine. I didn't have that before. So we now have a washing machine in the to home. To your name? Is it yours? Um, yeah, I'd like to think it was mine. I, nice. I, I put out the feeler on Instagram and then a friend got to me. I was like, I feel like I claim that. Yeah, yeah. Um, fantastic. Oh, it's more just like, because you've got nothing set up. So you kind of spend on convenience. Like I've done a lot of, like I've done a food shop every day and I somehow need to keep going back and getting more stuff just because it is like restarting okay. and finding a groove for things. But not pots and pans, not actual items. You just no. shop food at the moment. Well, I guess my... Um, one of my housemates, Sinead, she's bought us a microwave. She's bought... Aww. She brought in a bunch of pots and pans and a coffee machine. And she also bought, like, hooks and things. She's a production designer in her spare time. So, like, she is kidding out the home. And I'm very grateful to have her as a housemate. Your spoons? I brought the spoons. Nice. See, that's huge. Yeah. I think having claim over spoons is important. <laughs> that's my big <laughs> share house tip. They've got these cute little handles. We have, they've been, like, in a box for so long until I've needed them. Like, my parents have had them away from me for years and now I've brought it out it's a big moment you brought plates along as well yeah I brought See, the dinner these sets. are the core items yeah. but you, you realise as well once you're living at home once you're living out of home rather there are so many items like you're saying that you forget that you need to not have a home that feels bare yeah remember my first out of home experience there was enough in there but not enough that it felt like a home I just felt like I had enough to live and you do start just stacking up on little things a chopping board you start getting tea towels, just like oven mitts, all these peripherals you wouldn't even realize that a necessity. Yeah, the move from um, my parents' house to the first home I went to out of home. Yeah, the amount of car trips that took is drastically different to the amount of car trips that this recent move took. Yeah, like you yeah. do just over over the course of a year, just filling in the blanks of little things you need. Yeah, yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah, I think and scary and don't yeah. get a queen bed is what I learned. Really, <laughs> I think the path of a renter is a double bed. They're just um, so much easier to move. I'd spent like I spent so much time deconstructing and reconstructing my queen. I would rather go through the hassle on one day, maybe once a year, than sleep in a double. And I know that sounds <laughs> so so douchebaggy, so high and mighty. But the luxury of living in my queen bed, yeah, especially having a partner, a double just seems like trouble. It is. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. I don't want to shake on <laughs> That's this. That's the share house podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I have been spending some time in a double bed and it has not been bad. It's been but has good. it been good? It's been good. No, it has been good. I know you're lying, Tone, and that is No, it. no, it is. I fit. I'm a tall, lanky piece of <laughs> Like, I, <laughs> I fit. With a high sense of self-worth. Um, but yeah, it was. I got lucky too because it was suggested to me by a mate to use Uber Car Share to yeah. get a van. Uber Car Share is when instead of someone else taking them, taking you in their car, you just borrow someone else's car. Yeah. Um, and I had like a fifty buck off first time use voucher. Um, so I just I got a van for an hour and I managed to get from old home to new home and then return the van within the course of an hour and that was completely free. So I moved my queen for free. It just yeah, it is just a time thing. I, I, I ask you this then: Wouldn't reconstructing and deconstructing a bed that's say the size of a double or a queen wouldn't it still take the same amount of time? 
One's just bigger. I get that. But isn't it still the same process? I guess it depends on the platform. Like if you just have like a platform that doesn't come apart for a double, you can just shove that in, shove the mattress in, you're off. But for my queen oh, to like, wider yeah, car. to actually sure. get, to even just to get out of the door frame, like I have an Ikea bed, which is like kind of multiple pieces. So yeah. I had to separate them, separate them, sorry, into multiple pieces to get them out mm. the door and into a car. I understand. It just depends. You've got to keep that in mind when you're buying furniture is like, how will this go in a move? Or do I just want to like, want to die for a couple of days while I move it every time? I'm, I'm a hypocrite because I didn't even have a bed frame for the first, let's say three months of me living here. <laughs> I just slept on the floor of my queen mattress, but let's the queen go. mattress was still that. great. I don't know. I made a bed out of pallets. When I say I, my housemate did it for me. Sweetheart. Shout out Lachlan. Shout out Lachlan. Just got me a washing machine. Yeah, <laughs> as that well guy and is keeping that up. us fed. Yeah. Uh, Shall we get into an episode recap perchance? Yeah, we can do that. We have caused tremors throughout the earth, Mikey D. Damn you have no are. idea. We have gotten so many comments on Instagram and mm. YouTube. A few on TikTok as well. But Go TikTok's follow us lacking. at Sharehouse Pod. Yeah, if you're on the talk... You better. Nice, no, nice, <laughs> nice. Yeah, you got to nail them. Oh, oh my them. God. I want to bring up um, one reel we put on Instagram in particular where you very smartly attached a poll. Um, oh, true, we did too. Yeah. This is also going to double as our fan mail segment. Hit it. So let's get into it. So the real in <laughs> question, do you put, hang on, let me just, let, let me just play it over the episode. Do you put water on your toothbrush and then put the paste on? Or do you put the paste on the dry toothbrush and then put water? On? And the answer is so obvious. You put the paste on and then the water on. Like, how are you supposed to Dylan speak. Just let Dylan speak paint. before you keep going down your terrible path. <laughs> So sorry, Dylan. Uh, please, <laughs> you have to say. I mean, the hard part is I agree. I agree. What are you doing? Sorry, sorry, sorry. Okay. okay, so we put this out to the world. We did. We got 35 votes in Wait. our poll. Tooth- toothpaste on brush before or after water. Before came in with a 71%... Success rate. Oh, wait, wait, toothpaste. Oh, no, that's against me, isn't it? Yeah. I raised my hand for, for victory, nah, but I just realized nah, I'm in the nah. wrong. Toothpaste really? on brush before water is 71%. After water, 29%. I'm actually shocked. I am telling you, you are not with the rest of the world on this one. You say this, but then if we indicate change lanes and we move into the YouTube realm... I think there was a third option that prevailed. I would like to bring up there were actually four options. What was the fourth? Oh, that came through. Raw dog in it. Yeah. So we yeah. have water before toothpaste, water after toothpaste. Mm. Then we have water before and after toothpaste. Yes. And then the fourth is just raw dog in it. Just paste, no water. Yeah. Um, I think... I think number three. Water after paste is the clear winner. But- I'm sorry to say... I think... But then before and after paste was strong in the YouTube front. I would like to think that was the strong guest. And I think even TikTok kind of backed that a little bit. I think it was water paste water was the, the strategy. Yeah. I'm wondering how I could clip this up. We could have a new poll with four options. Oh. How do you do it? How do you put your paste... Sorry. 
When do you apply water to your toothpaste, if at all? Is it um, A, water and then toothpaste? Is it B, toothpaste then water? Is it C, water, paste, water? Or is D, it B, nothing at all? Just raw dog in it, no water, all paste. Answer now, this is going to quash this forever. We're never doing this again. Never. It's like the wedgie. We're going to leave it in the dust. Jeez. <laughs> it's over. We are heading up the biggest conversations in the, the online space and I am stoked well, about that. Nobody talks about this. No. It's just <laughs> us. We are heading This is as big things. as the tomato sauce in the fridge or cupboard argument and oh no one... Oh my God. I just hate- wait till we get to that episode. You know what I don't miss? What don't you miss? In the dating scene... When every single person in their bio has something to the tune of, oh, if you put your tomato sauce in the fridge, we aren't compatible. Like, grow up. That's not a personality. That's not a personality. Nah. Have something original about yourself. That, And I don't care if you like spicy mugs. <laughs> That's <laughs> a No, what's to go on? <laughs> spicy mugs is not a personality. I've been out of the right. dating scene for a strong 11 months now. Yeah. And I'm going to say it. I'm going to say this with conviction. <laughs> the greatest 11 months of my life. <laughs> if I had, Jeez. if tomorrow, let's say Tara just walked out of me tomorrow, right? And I had to go back to Hinge. <laughs> Bleep this. But you can <laughs> me on the... Because <laughs> I am done. <laughs> I refuse to go back. Oh, I just love a spicy mug on a Saturday night. Ah! Oh, you're so fun and original. Aren't you, Sarah? Uh, you're so fun. It's actually Sarah, bro. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> but no, oh. I... Oh, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm boiled. No. <laughs> no, I fully agree with you. There was nothing more liberating than when I deleted the apps as well. Oh, yeah. I didn't just remove them. I, like, deleted profile, old chat histories. Oh, like, nice. I wiped myself nice. off the face of those apps. And it was so liberating. Yeah. Because I'm talking to one of my new housemates now who is just exploring online dating. Yeah. And we're talking on the train. And he's like, it is such a slot machine. Yeah. And it's like, you get so caught up in it. Like, you could be go, you could go from being completely happy in life, not talking to anyone on dating apps. Yeah. But then you start, you, like, get a hit mm-hmm. on the dating app. You're talking to someone. And it seems like that is the entire world. Like, your entire yes. life hinges on the conversation. Hinges oh, on the yeah, conversation. Nice. Yeah, <laughs> we should be high. <laughs> I, like, it's, it's, I have to do this. This is part of my duty as a young, single 20-year-old. Yeah. You get so yeah. caught up in it. And it's like, you you get heartbroke over getting ghosted. It's like, oh, but you were that so happy before. It's like, why did yeah. it all come down to this new random person you just matched with all of a sudden? You know it was more it's heartbreaking? Terrifying. I didn't do the full delete like you did. Tara and I deleted the apps. We didn't delete our profiles. We just forgot to it's do that. It's still out in the ether, huh? Well, no. So what we did was we logged back on in our individual accounts and we're like, oh, let's, let's go and delete them. But the worst part was Tara had so many more matches than I did. <laughs> she just had like all those ones waiting because she hadn't been on the app for so long. And there was like in the 90s. And I go back and there was maybe three. <laughs> <laughs> And it was just one of those realizations of, oh, who's punching hey, <laughs> this hey, guy? You're a lucky boy. You're a lucky <laughs> boy. It, yes. But yes. What a great episode recap. Mm. Um, that was a good episode we did with Dylan Jay, just talking about uh, toothpaste brushing. We need to go brush our teeth in Woolworths one of these days. Oh, you no. know, I live really close to Woolies now. I reckon we get both of our Udis on, Ugg boots, 
Toothbrush in mouth, we go do a woolly shot. I hope we get kicked out for the greater sake of humanity. <laughs> I just hope we get kicked dude, out. Dude, I saw a dude in Woolworths, my new local Woolworths, just like riding a bike through the aisles and picking up groceries. I was like, what a blood, what a maverick. <laughs> <laughs> really forging your own path, King. For those wondering, Dylan dared us to go brush our teeth in a Woolworths. I don't know why. <laughs> Hit that recap. Yeah, yeah. Go, go, listen to the, go listen to the episode. How about that? Let's save Joel some editing work. But that was the episode recap. Did we do any other episodes yeah. in between? We, we did the Fergus Neil one where we went straight into um, sitting down and wiping. Sure. That's a, gr- that's a great debate as well, sitting or standing. I just love how much we made Fergus question his everyday life and yeah. he had no idea. Mm. That's what we do here on the Sharehouse podcast. We, we break ground here. Like Vin Diesel circa Fast and Furious maybe seven stomping yeah. on the bridge and collapsing it. Can you cut to that? Even though we're recording this um, earlier in the week when we're just putting out the new Fergus Neal reel, so please go interact with the reels. Tell us how you sit on please. the toilet and wipe. Um, let us know. And if you're listening this far into the episode, whether it's on Spotify or on YouTube, I need you to comment hashtag Sharehouse to the Moon or just message us Sharehouse to the Moon. We just need to know you're out there on threads if you could. If you could thread at us exclusively, actually, I take I revoke everything yeah, else. Yeah, but yeah, send us fan mm. mail sharehousepod at gmail.com too. We wanna we wanna do more fan mail, Amy was great we just haven't heard much from in her like level of detail or just writing in the share house issues you come across in your everyday life please we want to fight for you and then you you can send those clips we clip to you to the people who are you off in the home i've got a micro gripe for you joel harris yeah what up so on the day of you potentially getting a new home now we already we've we've revealed the exclusive information that you got the home got the home but i was a pivotal part i think of your journey Dare I say I was the reason you got the home? And what happened? You're lucky I was sitting <laughs> oh, next to you. I know what you're going to bring up now. <laughs> Open my emails and I see an email from a real estate agent. And that's the last thing you want to see in the emails. <laughs> and they're asking me to, to be a reference for Joel Harris. Unbeknownst to me, I didn't <laughs> know that I was listed as a referee. Firstly, I was just so excited. I thought, what an honor. Until Joel gets three other phone calls that were sitting in the car and there's three other people on the line that were listed as referees. So, I wasn't special. <laughs> he hadn't worded anybody hey, else up about it. Hey, you were emergency contact number one. You promise? And yeah, I promise. And you know what was next to your name? Best friend. Okay. Well, that's... And you know, that was actually... I was very chuffed when I read that. It was in the contract. I had, <laughs> I had to read through and sign. And I wrote, dare I say, the most glowing reference for you. I talked about how you're timely, organized, and house proud. And I think that can be a little tidbit tip for those out there. Yeah, thank you, If you, you want to write a glowing re- uh, reference, talk about how house proud someone is. Because that's huge. That's yeah. huge for the upkeep of a home. Follow that tip next time you want to find a new home. You got to have trustworthy friends. You got to have like mm. good friends you put down as references because you need people who are going to pick up and like write stuff at a moment's notice. And that was very flattering of you, Mac, when you got the email and you did it immediately. That was like, oh man, I really hope this gets yeah. the home. You're so lucky I wasn't peeved at you because I could have written you the biggest <laughs> show. <laughs> Dear landlord, there was this one time where Joel Harris came home obliterated on all types of drugs no. under the sun. He has a crippling heroin addiction and I saw him punch eight holes in a singular wall and then put a family of mice inside to live. <laughs> 
He then patched so it good. up. These walls are double bricked. If I try and punch <laughs> these ones, uh, it's With going all that nowhere. hair when you're doing your whole can. Stop! <laughs> I, do, I don't do drug. On to so other life illegal. updates. I don't know if I told you this story, but the other night I went out for dinner with a high school friend. I hadn't seen him in a while. Yeah. And we get to this restaurant and, and he rocked up late, but he did apologize. Mm. I was peeved. So I was tired. Yeah. But, he, but he got there and it was a lovely dinner. And as we were ordering, the waiter says to Josh, as he's ordering his steak, the waiter says, hey, just letting you know, it comes with unlimited sides. And Joel go, uh, Josh goes, sick. All right. Unlimited. unlimited? And the guy's like, yeah, unlimited sides. And I was looking at Josh and I only ordered a small thing. He's like, well, we're eating for two then. Like, here we go. <laughs> and the sides had spaghetti, it had salads, it had all these lovely things. And Josh goes, I'll get two spaghettis, salad, I'll get this zucchini, this nice pumpkin dish. And the waiter was like, oh, all right, boys. And I, and I said to the waiter, this seems like a system that should ruin this business <laughs> if taken advantage of like it is now. This is a lot of food. You, is this right? He's like, yeah, man, unlimited sides. Like, okay, well, then we're going to keep ordering. And we, so we kept ordering. Yeah. We kept cleaning out the plates and ordering again. Jesus. And I kept making a joke to this waiter. I was like, man, this is going to ruin your business. You get a, a couple of beefier boys come through, just order one steak. They can eat for a whole village. He said, yeah, well, you know. Is what it is. So we get checking out. Oh no! And I pay my twenty bucks for whatever food I've eaten, and then Josh goes, "All right, big fella, how much is that running me back?" And the waiter goes, "Ninety-four dollars." What? And and Josh starts laughing, and I start laughing for a split second. Then I realize waiter isn't doing the jokey thing that he's been doing all day. It's a different man. He's a different man, a changed man. <laughs> a man that's realized he's just conned two idiots. And he goes, it's $94. And I look at the waiter and I go, mate, you said it's unlimited sides. <laughs> and he goes, yeah, I meant you could order as much as you want. And I'm looking at the <laughs> an idiot thinking, that's the model of any business that serves food. <laughs> yeah, it's unlimited food and I can pay. It's not unlimited money. I don't have unlimited money in my wallet. And so I said to the guy, look, mate, you got to do some sort of discount here. You can't be telling people that it's unlimited sides. <laughs> That's fun. So he gives us 10% no. off. It's still $84 or something to the tune of that. Jesus. Right? Wow. Always and, read the fine print. But I was making jokes the entire time. Yeah. How did he not cotton on? I don't know. Maybe he just thought that's how upper class people talk. I was shocked. I'm glad you've called me up a class. That's made me feel a bit better. Hey, about you this. dress well. You kind of give the impression that hey, maybe maybe you're just out in the town splurging. Yeah, maybe not a DJ that's living on a mattress for the first three months. Of <laughs> I yeah, now you're living stuff. on cardboard blanks. That was two weeks ago, and I'm still shocked about it. Yeah, I left a review on Google. I, I gave him a four star. I didn't give him five. I don't want to ruin the business, but I said that waiter's got to get checked on that. You can't be telling people this. Yeah. It's just a bad marketing ploy. That's very fair enough. To add to this, though, housemate Lockie did send me an Instagram meme as a middle, middle 25, 20-ish year old. Hit us. Then me- send that to me so I can edit it over the episode. Sure. Th- uh, you know, I'll do that right now. We'll edit around this. Go for it. Good. Uh, this morning, I got a drink from 7-Eleven and the cashier said, you could also get two more if you wanted. So, I got two more because I thought she meant there was a promo. But there wasn't a promo. I just paid full price for three of the same drink. <laughs> Why did she do this? So I'm glad to know that that hit 
is, is out there. It's kind of like an upselling technique yeah. that's just conning people into something. Maybe we just don't go out enough, Mac. Maybe these businesses are so desperate for more business that they're just trying to trying to con young oblivious fellas. Is that what the recession's all about? I, I think so. It's full of con men. I was ready to start looting the place. I was ready to start stealing their chairs and selling them off marketplace you should have. We'll, to make back the 84 bucks. <laughs> we'll go there afterwards. It's all I, good. I couldn't let Josh pay for all of it either. No. So I had to pay a little bit because I thought that's so rough. Yeah. I hope you had a full belly at least. I did have a full belly. I think onto one of the final things. Yes. Of the episode. We're about to hit the 30, I think. That's uh, crazy. Should we reset? Yeah, we can reset. Joel and I were at a very big business meeting the other week. We're driving across town. Yeah. And our eyes <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know what you're talking about Our now. eyes wandered upon something It was a sign of sorts That was yeah. for advertising purposes Joel, I've got the sign up here We took a photo of it With uh, It'll be on your screen now If you're watching a video version of this pod I guess we'll have to blur out the, the number Yes, but I can blur out the number Yeah, Joel, read what you're Actually, just read the um, the bottom part We don't want to dox these people Um, Yeah, we're driving on the road There's a store and on a big banner, it says, ask Valda, she knows. <laughs> this is the phone number. <laughs> and then a phone number. And I don't know what this business is. I'm reading the business name now, which I won't name, but I don't know what it, And the shop is like, kind of, there's nothing in the window. I have no idea what's going on. It gives nothing away. So I want to know what Valda knows. Can Valda tell us about the rental crisis? We're about to find out. Here... <laughs> So what are we going to say? Hey, full saying? volume. What do we say? To no, Val- I think I think we got to start. We got to. Is Valda there? Yeah. What yeah. does she know? Maybe that. Is that <laughs> that's it. All right. Here we go. I'm actually nervous. You nervous? I'm pretty nervous. My, my gut's got a little bit. Oh my god. Oh, here the we business go. popped up. I'm scared. <laughs> Hi. How are you going? Good. Thanks. That's great. Is this Valda? Okay, so we were just driving in the neighborhood the other day and we saw your advertisement and we were just wondering, set on the sign and ask Val, does she knows? She does, yes. What would you like to know? That's what we're wondering is what does she know? Because we didn't know what the business does, so we were just kind of intrigued. Yes, she is an estate agent and she does know lots, so I can go ahead and give you a call back if you want. Ah, uh, look, it's like, we'll, we'll call back maybe another time just to, to get in touch with Valda. What's your name, sorry? Rebecca. Hey, Rebecca, thank you so much. We were just very curious. We didn't know if she was some sort of truth seeker or a fortune teller. We got very excited to hear about Valda. <laughs> yes, a lot of people do, yes. No, no, feel free to call back. Hey, Rebecca, quick one for you. Yeah. Do you have any tips for young people looking for homes in this market at the moment? Yes, get into the market. Just get into the market? Just get into the market, yes. All right, gotcha. We'll get, we'll get on to it. Thanks, Rebecca. Yeah. Bye now. Bye. <laughs> she's an estate agent. Let's go. Well, she's, she knows. <laughs> she, she knows we've got to get into the market. I, I loved her answer. Like, yes, yeah, she does know. She knows a lot. <laughs> I love how they keep it so vague. Ask me if she knows. Wow. Uh, that's... Get into the market is what we say. That, that's what you got to do. Wow. Hey. <laughs> I'm so glad we did this investigative journalism part. Well, we really went down the rabbit hole there on that, <laughs> that journey. Wow. Going tune in next week for our, our next prank call episode or next, yeah. <laughs> next two weeks, actually. I've never been one for pranking, so I didn't want to go too far down that rabbit hole. I think we should call back another week just to see what else Valda knows. Yeah. 
Because yeah. how do we get into the market? We probably should have followed up with a one-two punch there. I just got nervous. Rebecca was so confident about it. I, I felt know. like an idiot for not being in the market. <laughs> and when she was like, yes, a lot of people wonder what she knows. I'm like, oh, we're another set of idiots just calling this number because we thought it was funny. We're in a great marketing ploy, ask Valda. Yeah, she, she was very like stern when it was like, get into the market. It's like, if you don't get in now, you will... It'll be like how, like You'll missing die. our parents' boat when they bought homes yeah. for extremely cheap. <laughs> if you don't do it now- If you're not paying a million dollars at your $40,000 a year wage, then what are you doing, idiot? Hey, and that's been the share house. It has been. And if you're Valda, I know you know. <laughs> I know you know you know I know. Get in contact with us, sharehousepod at gmail.com. And if you're Valda still- we want to get into the market, so give us a call. Yeah, that'd be great. Mikey's number is 04. Hey, do you want to do you want to double up on the on the outro uh, phrase? Hey, hey make, make sure, sure you tell, tell someone, someone you, you love, love them today. today. <laughs>